This is Wanda Ellett. The following is a podcast of Your Career is Calling. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast and to listen live to Your Career is Calling Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on Ryder University's 1077 The Bronx, online at 1077thebronc.com, or via our free Android and iPhone apps. Search and download WRRC1. That's W like Wanda, R like RR like Robert, C like Charlie, the number one. I hope you enjoy this week's edition of Your Career is Calling. Hello, this is Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda Ellett from G45 Consulting is ready with her panel of guests to give you all the information you need about finding your career or furthering your career. No matter where you are on your career path, Wanda Ellett has the tips and tricks you need to succeed. Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by G45 Consulting, Harwell Express Press in Lawrenceville, and Career Development and Success at Ryder University. Let's pick up the line with Wanda Ellett from G45 Consulting for Your Career career is calling only on 1077 the Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Good morning. You are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, uh, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. Proudly ranked the best college radio station in New Jersey per the New Jersey Broadcasters Association. Your Career is Calling is the first radio show of its kind, helping both students and seasoned professionals to manage their careers as a business. The CEO of Me, Inc., I'm here for the next hour and very eager to take your calls at 877-900-1077. Again, that's 877-900-1077. Behind the glass today producing our show is Riding University's intern, uh, Anthony Colasano. And today on the phone, I'm very honored to have a good friend of both my myself and Petey, <laughs> like the mascot for the show. Uh, I have Dave. Dave, you know, after all these years, I don't know how to say your last name. Pucciarelli. It is Pucciarelli, because I was going to say it, but then I was like nervous about that. And you are the owner and I guess the main artist of um, Iconic Images in Booton, New Jersey, correct? Correct. And how long have you had that place? Uh, it's going on my seventh year. Uh, actually, I think it's this June. Wow. No, it's longer year. than that, isn't it? Because um, it was, was like 2010, door. 2011, you were there. I don't know. No, we're already getting us mixed up with somebody else from last night. Remember? Oh. <laughs> so I, don't think no, I'm the I same swear to you. Well, now. we'll talk about that offline. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll talk about um, that offline. That's another topic for another. <laughs> it's not even for another show. No. But uh, um, I'm, I'm very honored to have you up so early, and very honored because <laughs> you, you know, being an artist, I know you're up until all hours of the night, and. Um, you, you know, I'm very honored you're here with me today. And if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, you know, previously, I've been doing the show for about six years. And previously on the show, what we would do is we had like a topic of interviewing all the traditional like career management things. Um, and last year, what we started doing was 52 career stories. So every week, somebody would come on and talk about their biggest career lesson. And this year, what we're doing is um, biggest obstacle. Like, what was your biggest obstacle to overcome? And people come on and talk about their career and how they overcame this obstacle. Um, and it's been very impactful, you know, because we all face, we all have a mountain to climb. And, and hearing other people's stories sometimes inspires us to face our own challenges, or it helps us with tips and tricks on, like, what we could do to overcome a similar challenge. 
So with that, um, as I mentioned, uh, Dave Pujarelli, he is the owner and the main artist of uh, Iconic Images in Booton, New Jersey. And he's a fabulous artist. I, I, I love his work. It's, um, you know, and we'll talk more about like the different affiliations and what makes your art gallery unique and uh, interesting and exciting as, as even as an artist. Um, and we'll talk to about some of your shows. So uh, if you would tell us a little bit more about you, Dave. Uh, well, thank you very much for the kind words. I really appreciate it. Also, really honored to be on your show. Thank you. And um, where should I, do you want me to just kind of give an overall? Yeah, like where did you start? Like, did you, like, you know, as being an artist, did you start as a kid? Where did you grow up? I started, I kind of stumbled into it. Uh, I mean, growing up, I, I was a baseball player. and Everything was Mickey Mantle to me. So. Um, and then as high school was kind of winding down <laughs> a little too late for me to decide really what I wanted to do. So I threw myself into college at John Jay and go into maybe criminal science, criminal justice. And, um, then I was taking course in New York city on photography. And I always found that interesting. So I started doing that and. Lo and behold, I started making money. And I was like, well, why have a job and go to college for something I really don't want to do? Um, and then, of course, baseball came into my life again. I went down to Florida for a couple of years to play semi-pro ball. And I still kept doing the photography. And, and what kind of photography was it? Well, it was really aspiring models that were trying to get a portfolio together. Um, mainly, uh, somebody who had like a, a 1966 Mustang, I would take their pictures for the car and they would try to get them in magazines, but it was a car manufacturer, uh, Morocco show cars. I started to work a little side work with them, putting together shops for posters when they did shows and that kind of thing. Um, and then it's, I don't recall exactly when this happened, but, uh, girlfriend of mine um, asked me if I could try to draw Stevie Ray Vaughan for her to have a tattoo made out of it. And I kind of tried and uh, really didn't know how to do it. So since it was going to be a tattoo, I just grabbed uh, like Q-tips. You wet the Q-tips and since you're using pencil and chalk, um, Everything I did, I shadowed everything because I really was not good with faces or hands. And this, it was more like a silhouette. She took it to the tattoo artist, and <laughs> that was it. From then on, I was kind of trying to draw a little bit more. And I mean, it was just sporadic at most. And then uh, the biggest professional move I ever made, I went down to Key West to see Ernest Hemingway's home and museum. Went into his actual writing studio, and uh, I took one photograph. And the photograph I hit really hit, and uh, got his typewriter, his books, it's all his material that he used to use and research. Um, then came back from the trip. My girlfriend at the time said to me, Dave, maybe you should contact them, the museum, work something out. And that's what happened. So that was my first actual professional paying job was in photography, Ernest Hemingway Studio. So, really, 
Yeah. Did they bring you back down to do other photographs? Well, I went back down uh, two years in a row after that, and no, that that's the main photograph that they sell. It's of his desk, and uh, actually, they the way sell he it left... even today. Oh yeah, even today. Uh, wow. The of it, yeah, the cards because I own the copyright because uh, he's not in the picture, so you know, and um, it's pretty cool. That that's uh, you know that really got me going. And it was very slow moving, and I, I still didn't have a bunch of material or how to go into a business like that. Um, but that's me. I jump in. That's for sure. <laughs> wow. So, you know, so whatever happened with the baseball, it just kind of... Uh, the baseball, I did really well for two and a half seasons, and I came back for a break, and... I was on Route 46 somewhere, and a girl ran a red light and hit my driver's side of the car. And my hand, I'm right-handed, ruptured the shoulder tendons and the elbow. So I had to have some surgery done on that, and I could never throw the same after that. That was it. So wait, what team, do you want to say what team you played for? You can't or you can? No, do you want to? Oh, well, it was the Citrus League, and it was uh, St. Pete Saints and St. Pete Pros. Wow, do you have a Jim, baseball Jim card? Rice, <laughs> Jim Rice actually owned the, the club. Did you, do you have a baseball card of yourself? No, I wasn't in it. It was an independent <laughs> league. The next step, you, yeah, I mean, I could paint one. Say, yeah, oh, my God, there was one. <laughs> the only one ever made. <laughs> you should do that. You should do that. That'd be very cool. I do have a bat, one bat left. That really? You know, have your name on it and stuff, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so oh. that was the end of your, your baseball career there, but then you started to do uh, more of the photography and, you know, and, and then just increasing your art. Like, were you going to school? No, I never went to school for it. Um, you're amazing. It, it, like, especially knowing that you never went to school for it and, and how you're, you know, cause I never knew the backstory on how you started with your art. You know, if you get the chance, you, you know, anybody who's listening, you have to go check out the studio in Boot, New Jersey. It's gorgeous. And his artwork is really, truly amazing. There's all different art, uh, rock artists. And, and so, you know, it just it's just beautiful. Like all your work you. is just it's, it's stunning. Much. Like I just love, I love going to your studio and just you know, Petey loves it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Petey really does like. He takes it to like it's home. He does. Sure. It's very funny. It's very comfortable. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, he loves to sit in the front and kind of protect it like it's his own. And uh, he he just sits at the, the door and he looks at people coming in and and yeah. you know. We do a little radio skit with him that I'm wanting you to do. I know. You've I been know. wanting me to do this thing because we would talk on the street because I have my office in Boone. And we, we would see each other all the time. And uh, we would, what was the thing? It was like Petey and uh, <laughs> what? Petey, hey, when, when another car would go by and if there was a dog sticking its face out the window, hey, Come on, jump out of that! Come on. He's like, yo, you think you're you're a tough guy over there? Like, (laughs) your mom's driving you around. Ooh, Mr. Tough Guy barking at me. Oh, come over here and say that. You know, you want a piece of me? Rolling up the window on you. Go right through that window. 
<laughs> so Petey, like I said, is a big fan of yours, you know, because he and he loves you very much. You know, he's, he's very, you know, you're 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 a good person. He's just like he would always be going to see you. Hey, Dave, yo, how you doing? <laughs> you know, how am I going to deal with this woman now? I, you know, what do we got to do today? I can't tell you. All I know is he's giving me more meatballs. More meatballs, so I yeah. know something's wrong. From Vinny's. <laughs> Vinny's Pizzeria. Vinny, Vinny the meatball. Poor Vinny. Vinny, I want this thing. It's got to be the size of a, a bowling ball today. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going into some private things, so people are like, what the heck are they talking about? So if you would share, what, was you, what would you say is your biggest obstacle? Oh, well, the biggest obstacle, there's two. The major one is, uh, I don't know how to do things in proportion, so, <laughs> I, which, yeah, No, you never do anything tiny, like nothing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything is just, even, you know, and I don't, like, I know, like, you've had, you've faced illness, and even your illness was just, like, over the top, you know, like, it was yeah, just, Yeah, there's like, nothing what? that's, it's true, there's nothing, even making a decision in a shop right or something like that. <laughs> It's like, uh, like, why did I have to choose those big melons and not the little cantaloupe? Um, and what was, the, what was the other one? Well, uh, I mean, the other one, too, with the artwork, where if you're self-taught, you can't necessarily do things quick. Not that I know how to sketch. So you're working on something, working on something, and all of a sudden you put it down, you stand away from it. It looks like the Mickey Mouse hand on one hand, and it looks like the person's normal-sized hand. So... And as you're sitting there grueling away at it, you're like, oh, my God, six, eight hours later, I got to throw it out. It, it looked that bad. And um, so trying to teach myself that. And then, of course, um, learning to survive in the business world when you really know nothing about it, especially the field you're going into. So that was. And then, of course, we have more physicals stuff going on uh the two motorcycle accidents really crushed me and uh even i couldn't even draw or do anything for i don't know four or five years six years wow so it uh that didn't help but you know uh i was reading and trying to teach myself a lot of different things and techniques and uh reading about business and especially how to survive as an artist that was like one of the greatest books i've ever read it's a um, fantastic book. It, it just gives you like bullet points on, you know, how to approach things uh, when you're trying to market yourself, uh, how to price things, which still is a problem for me. Um, but it was, yeah, more I know. A- and honestly, like, I hate to say, you know what I mean? Cause like people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But your art is, you know, you price it. It's, it's a bargain. You know, and it's really, you know, but we'll, I'm getting the cue. We have to go to break, but uh, we'll talk about like how you overcame um, these obstacles um, when we come back. But you are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett with the amazing artist, Dave Pucciarelli. And he's the owner and the main artist of Iconic Images in Booton, New Jersey. And we are live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. We are taking your calls at 877-900-1077. Again, that's 877-900-1077. And Dave has been sharing some great insight into um, overcoming his obstacles of, um, yeah, I guess learning scale in both sketching art and also in managing your business 
And uh, we'll be right back after a short break. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. And you've called back just in time. Let's hop over to the other line with Wanda Ellett so she can go over all the career, networking, and resume building advice you need to succeed in your career. Only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Wanda Ellett live in the Clarny Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. I'm here with the amazing artist, Dave <laughs> Pucciarelli, and he is the owner and uh, the main artist at Iconic Images, and uh, he has been sharing some great insight into his obstacle. I, I was like, you go big or go home. You know? <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, how do you overcome, you know, that, that that uh, I guess that commitment to go big or go home and 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 that's what you do every day every way uh we are taking your calls at 877-900-1077 again that's 877-900-1077 and in the first part of the segment I like I, I've been friends with with Dave about I I think it's been because I remember it has to be 2011 it has to be eight years you've been in business because your your studio years, yeah yeah, your studio, you had the one studio, and then you moved into the other studio where you are now. Right next door. I wanted to not complicate my life for once. <laughs> I actually sat down and thought about something. I had a nice Pop-Tart. I was ready to think. <laughs> and, all right, where can I go 17 feet away from my That was the 17-foot move. <laughs> so I, was, I couldn't handle it you know, any further. I did it in like four hours. <laughs> And it's a beautiful studio. Oh, Brad Jenkins, the owner, yeah, he did a tremendous job. It's it's very cool. Yeah, he renovated it. And Booton is a cute town. It's a, there's a lot of artists. There's you know there's quite a few art studios, art galleries, and uh, but your studio, I love your studio the best. It's just very, it's very welcoming. It's very, it's just gorgeous. Thank and you. the building, the artwork. Um, and, and, and the space and even like, you know, when you go downstairs into your studio, you know, it's just really just gorgeous. Thank you know? you. It's very welcoming. Thank you, thank and like you. I said, Petey loves it there. <laughs> I was just going to say, are these Petey's words? No, Petey approves. <laughs> it's a Petey approved studio. He doesn't really like the other ones. I like that one. I think you he know, pees on those. He doesn't pee on yours. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's how you know. He, he's pretty rough. It's either yes or no, and that's the no you get. Yeah, he knows. Uh, he's like, yes or no, and yours is a big time yes. <laughs> he <laughs> loves both you. of them. So in the first uh, segment, we talked about, you know, some of the obstacles that you faced. Um, you know, you were in pro ball, like semi-pro ball down in Florida. And, I, you know, I remember you had told me about that in one of our, our you know, my walks with Pete, you know. And, um you know, you were talking about that and how you really just got into this. It was just kind of a fluke and, you, and you're a self-taught artist. And uh, it started with, you know, doing a, a sketch for a, an old girlfriend and, and, and it just took off from there. And even like with the, the photograph with uh, Ernest Hemingway's uh, museum and, um, you know, you really had to learn the business and even surviving in business as an artist. And you mentioned the book, um, How to Survive. It's How to Survive as an Artist? Yes. How to Survive and Thrive as an Artist. Okay. And I go downstairs, I think I could find it, actually. Oh, it's all right. Maybe during the next break or something. <laughs> or like before, <laughs> yeah, you know, when we post on Facebook, we'll post it. But um, 
you know, it's, you know, that helped you out a lot. And, um, you know, some of the challenges you do, you go very big, like you go all in and, um, and, and, and you, you give it your all. You're very passionate about everything that you do. So you mentioned earlier too, about like during the break we were talking about, so how did you really get involved with, you know, other studios and I mean, other, like, I guess, um, I guess, what would it be called? Like different associations and, you know. Yeah. Um, it was another situation that just kind of came about because that girlfriend that I went down to Key West with, um, we had it up, ended up breaking up a couple years later. And the really only way I knew how to get your name out there in the beginning stages of this, I would do whatever sketch I could get done. And then I would, uh, go to Staples, give them watercolor paper and they would print, uh, like a lithograph of my work, but it was on a quality paper mm-hmm. and then I number it, sign it. And then I would go on the eBay. I'd go on a site called yard seller, which since it's gone. And so you're talking around 2000 and four-ish maybe. Mm-hmm. So I really wasn't that good. You know, I just had a few sketches that I could do and that was it. And, and I was selling constantly the Hemingway studio photographs at the museum online. And so that was really pulling in a lot of money and then helped me uh, to kind of take my time and develop a, a little technique that I ended up that's very unique from what I'm told. And uh, so the next step, that really big thing that happened, I was, uh, had broken up with her and somebody who bought my artwork uh, from Oklahoma had called me. Could I make a, could I do this? Could I do that? And it was another Stevie Ray and there was one of Mickey Mantle. So I was like, all right, let me try it. It worked out, sold the paintings. And then maybe 2005, she called me. She's like, Dave, I know you love Mickey Mantle. Why don't you come on out here? I know where Mickey Mantle's boyhood home is. And I'd always wanted to do this trip. And now I had the reason to go. So I go out there. Very long story short. We go to his house which seeing Mickey Mantle's old boyhood home where he learned how to hit the baseball with his father and his grandfather off the tin, so tin shed. And, you know, you, you touch it and it's like, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> you can feel the dings in it and you're laying on, you know, and you're just like, wow, this is it. I could die right here. And the girl I was with, uh, she said, come on, there's, there's Mickey Mantle Field over here. And I'm like, oh, the lights are on. We drive over, and there's these games going on, and I'm looking up, and it's like Mickey Mantle baseball classic, and it's a big tournament. So I walk over and go, look at the shirts. And I'm just, but this shirt, I want that one, I want this. So as I'm putting the stuff in a bag, this lady I'm with is talking to the people from the Mickey Mantle classic, and they're just looking at the, you know, well, she pulls out the work. <gasps> the, the two sketches <laughs> and uh it just opened up the gate there and then uh brian o- brian waywright who was the uh still runs the classic looked at the work and he's like oh my god 
And he's got that, you know, and I'm like, what the hell is he saying? Is this not good? Is it, uh, he's a sweetheart of a guy, but he's like, um, what's your nine days? And then from there, we just clicked. And we've been like best friends now, but I've been working with the Mickey Mantle Baseball Classic out of Commerce, Oklahoma. So uh, 15 years, I guess. Somewhere wow. So I do all their uh, in-house artwork. Uh, wow. Special guests. Like if we have we had Bucky Dent a couple of years ago, I did the paintings of Tim, the lithographs of Mickey, and then uh, we had Goose Gossip. So a lot of my heroes, Ron Gidry, Greg Nettles, and they come down there, and it's, they're like little kids too, just like that experience I had going to Mickey's house, touching the tin. <laughs> and, you know, and all, and Goose Gossip is in his car. He calls his son. He's crying. You know, he's, you know, I, I can't tell you where I am. I'm in front of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, it's just so cool. And, of course, the kids and – you know, Mickey Mantle just transcends yeah. and, uh, the generations. And so ever since, I, I designed the artwork for the T-shirts, and it's been amazing. Absolutely wow. Amazing. And with Dave, there's always more, but we got to go to a break. Yeah. Cause, and, and, and the story just continues to get better, because I know that there's, like, there's, there's another step to this that I'm excited about. And, I, you know, I didn't even know about this Mickey Mantle aspect. But you are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett with the amazing, the astounding, the always surprising. There's always more with Dave Bucciarelli, who's the uh, main artist and the owner of Iconic Images in Booton, New Jersey, live in the Kalarnik Public House Studios at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. We are taking your calls at 877-900-1077. Again, that's 877-900-1077. And I, 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 Dave, he just kills me. He's sharing great insight into how to, I guess, I don't know what you, if you would scale that back, like how to go big or go home. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's a big obstacle for you. You do, you do yeah. everything big. And we'll be right back after a short break. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can, and you've called back just in time. Let's hop over to the other line with Wanda Ellett so she can go over all the career, networking, and resume building advice you need to succeed in your career. Only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077TheBronc.com. And we're back. This is Wanda Ellett live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. Today, I am here with the amazing artist, the amazing friend, the amazing guy, Dave Pucciarelli, and he's the main artist at Iconic Images in Booton, New Jersey, and uh, he has been sharing some great insight into his obstacle of, um, I guess, how to manage going big or go home <laughs> and uh, we're taking your call. that's the best way to describe your obstacles like how do you manage Let's that copyright that right now <laughs> <laughs> we're taking your calls at 877-900-1077 again that's 877-900-1077 but before we continue our conversation we have our producer anthony Calisano with his segment finding your future Adulting, going to work, choosing a career, sounds difficult, right? Well, not anymore. Your Career is Calling presents Finding Your Future. Our producer will clear up career confusion each week and shine a light on available job listings, including how to apply and get in contact with featured employers. Get the latest tips on how you can better your career path with Finding Your Future, underwritten in part by Career Development and Success at Rider University. For information online, it's rider.edu forward slash careers. Now, here's our producer with this week's segment of Finding Your Future. 
Church and Dwight Co. Inc., located in Ewing Township, New Jersey, is looking for a full-time international financial analysis. The, the financial analyst will support export pricing, all-system hierarchy, managed for management, financial reporting, in-brand, customer, and P&Ls. The analyst will be responsible, but not limited to, govern export pricing by partnering with sales, update and maintain hierarchies in, G, in IGW, Power BI, and iForecast, maintenance in IGDW, consist of, but not limited to, brands, sub-brands, e-commerce regions, customer grouping, PBC codes, iPortfolio, account managers, account directors, and exceptions. Qualifications for the job include a bachelor's degree from an accredited institution in finance or accounting, MBA preferred, three years plus of experience in finance or accounting, and international and consumer experience is a plus. To find out more about the job, visit churchdwight.com or Rider University's Handshake website to find more about this job as well as other jobs too. This has been Andy Colsano with this week's edition of Finding Your Future. That's a wrap for this week's segment of Finding Your Future. Our producer will be back next week with more available job listings and tips for your career. Finding Your Future is underwritten in part by Career Development and Success at Rider University. For information online, it's rider.edu forward slash careers. See you next Sunday for Finding Your Future exclusively on Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Excellent job, Anthony. Excellent job, as always. Um, so well, I'm speaking to Dave, and in the first sections, he talked about, you know, how he started in his career. And it basically, it started just, I, I guess it started just taking a picture and um, at the Ernest Hemingway studio at his, his home in Key West. And, um, and from there, everything just kind of fell into place. Is that a fair thing to say? Yep, and uh, and the since sketch. then things have even now really now the, the puzzles are fitting together the pieces. So you know you knew me a while back. You know it's like going from A to Z to K to P. You know, yeah. now, <laughs> oh, actually, Dave, it's the square hole, not the square hole. That's not a square. That's the <laughs> okay, so that kind of thing. But it was interesting too because then you 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 know. Just by, I guess it's a part of it is luck and a lot of it is hard work because you've always been dedicated. And even through, as you face different accidents and different health crises, you still continue to, you know, hone your craft, uh, to educate yourself and to push yourself forward and, and just to learn and always, you've always been learning. Um, I know you to be a, a very smart man and, and, you know, in speaking with you today, you know, I, I know like, and, and, and even being in your studio, like I've seen like books all over the place. So I know you've always like, you're always learning and always reading. And, um, and I think that's fascinating. So we're talking, we talked about Mickey Mantle. So you do all this work with now with Mickey Mantle, you've been doing work with Ernest Hemingway's, uh, you know, his, that museum. And, um, so you're doing increased work with baseball. So how did you come into doing all of the, you know, the, the, I guess the, I'll let you say it. <laughs> like, how uh, did that happen? Steve McQueen? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Steve McQueen happened, another one of my heroes, and um, I happened to get a, a, a car um, that's a bullet. And um, so I was kind of like, let me try to draw Steve McQueen. So I, I would draw him, and then I'd work into the painting 
the bullet. And, and then, of course, I'd use the one from the film um, that you could look at in pictures and on the, on the TV. So, um, again, uh, the one thing that I found my niche, my there's a million artists that do Steve McQueen, the Beatles. Um, to me, what I am able to catch when I catch it is since being self-taught, I mix all the mediums together. Uh, any artist who goes to school will tell you, no, nah, it's not how you do it and blah, blah, blah. But mine, that's why a lot of the pieces, they look wet. They stand, they look alive. I had somebody say to me that, um, I had done a painting of one of the boxers, Arturo Gotti. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, it was to show the brutality of, but what he could, the challenges he could and the adversity to make it and become a champion. And then, you know, the guy, he was like, you could actually see the swelling on his cheek. The blood was just so real looking. That's the thing. Um, That's why, like, even walking by your studio and looking at your art, you know, from the window, window shopping, like everything pops. All your pieces just pop. And it's interesting, too, because I can see, you know, in walking around, I can see when it's not your work. And then I look down on the signature and I see it's not your work. Ah, thank you. You know, you just have this unique style. It's it's really amazing. And I hate to do this, but I'm getting the cue from Anthony. We have to go to break again. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, You are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett with the amazing artist, the amazing friend, the amazing man, Dave Pucciarelli. We are live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. We are taking your calls at 877-900-1077. Again, that's 877-900-1077. And Dave has been sharing some great insight into how to manage in going big or going home. And we'll be right back after a short break. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. And you've called back just in time. Let's hop over to the other line with Wanda Ellett so she can go over all the career, networking, and resume building advice you need to succeed in your career. Only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Dude, it's the end of the show. That was like, I, I've been doing this show for six years, and every week I say, oh, my God, that was fast. This was so, like, every week it gets faster and faster and faster. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> it's just trying to have a, your less conversation as possible. No, but it's crazy. You know, it this is. was, like, super, super fast. I, I'm, I'm going to boycott the show. Ah. Oh. <laughs> no, I got Petey kicked in the butt. <laughs> So do you have any last bits of wisdom, like how people could, you know, what, what they should do to manage their career, like as far as like overcoming obstacles? Yeah. Finding someone that you really rely on and can trust that their advice, you don't take it personal, but they're, you're, you're close to them enough that they'll, they have your back. I know people just say that, but someone you really count on uh, that can help you through it. And um, you have to have courage to do it. It just, it, it, if somebody tells you it's the wrong way to do it, it's probably the right way for you to do it. And you just take maybe some elements from this person, some from that, but you, you gotta, in the art world, you need to find your own niche. And but you gotta stick with it. It, it gets difficult, just like anything. And I think in life. that I think that translates into anything that you're doing. Yep. And it sounds like you really have to just trust your gut, 
and and really follow what's right for you, your passion, and what you're naturally good at. Yeah, and, and you will figure it out. And um, you know, and especially in the art world or music or if it's radio shows, you're gonna, you know, for everything you get right, there's two or three that aren't gonna come out right, or you're gonna get rejected on, or not sell, um, or it's not gonna come out nice. Then, but with that success each time, it just builds you and builds you, builds your confidence. And uh, but as artists, you always have that self doubt. And to keep that balance from not getting too low and too high. So you got to stay kind of that middle area and, uh, and I you think just that keep that's, doing it. You know, I think that's advice, good advice for anybody, you know. Yeah. And also I think, too, you know, one of the things that, like, even in this interview that I, I realized that you do to overcome these obstacles is asking yourself, like, how can I, you know, move forward for this or how can I do better how can I, you know, and asking, you know, feeding your brain those questions, like doing sure. better and, and, and making it better, or how can I solve this problem? Like even your, you know, four foot, or was it 17 foot move? Or something? Yeah, <laughs> which I pulled a hamstring that day. Just, by the way. <laughs> just saying, it was a little tough. But <laughs> no, but like, how can I do better? Or how can I, you know, like even setting that time aside, to really just give it some thought and, and really like asking yourself. So then when you ask yourself, like your brain is like a computer, it makes me think of. And, and, you know, when you ask the question and frame it in a positive way, like you move forward in a positive way, you know? Yes. Oh, definitely. It's, uh, my uncle always tells me, keep moving. They can't hit moving targets. <laughs> um, but yes, you do have to. And if you're lucky enough, you know, there's a lot of faith in it, not just in yourself. You know, if you have a faith in God, if you have a, whatever, if you're spiritual, call on that. Um, and and the, the people that do care about you, and there's going to be a lot of naysayers, but the ones, you, you just take a little, like I said, right? We're, we're adding a little flavor to your own food is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's to your taste, to your ability. But nobody can tell you no, because even if you work two, three jobs to do your passion, and that's it may take a little longer, but you, you'll love it and appreciate it that much more when you get out of that wilderness that you're in that struggle. Yeah. Right. And you're you right. Stay people true are gonna, to yourself is all that matters. Yeah. And you're, the right people are going to present themselves as yeah, you put yourself in that right frame of mind. That's for sure. And so then um, we, we really had to get going. And I, like I said, this was a fast, fast time. Um, do you want to talk about uh, about your show next weekend? Oh, great. Um, yes, here at the, uh, at the studio, we're going to have um, a John Lennon retrospective exhibition with the one and only uh, Mae Pang, who's a central figure in John Lennon's life in the 70s. Um, she also worked with the Beatles. Um, and the Rolling Stones, Bob Marley, David Bowie. She has some of the most poignant and intimate photographs you will ever see of John Lennon. Uh, they'll be here, and they'll have a meet and greet on Saturday the 22nd and Sunday the 23rd um, from 5 to 9. And then we have on exhibition, too, some of the rarest pieces you'll ever see in Beatle music history. We have an original painting by Stuart Sutcliffe, the original Beatle that helped name them with John, um, handwritten notes by George Harrison, Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones, and uh, really some amazing 
pieces by Jeff Beck that you'll never see. Uh, it's going to be really nice. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to be there. I'm definitely. And you, oh, this yeah, is the same. Yeah, yeah, this is the seen. same show. They're they're talking about it on. Uh, you said Q1043, and yes. um, there there's a lot of different avenues. But this is it's iconic images. Main Street. Uh, what's the address? It is 414 Main Street in Boonton, New Jersey. And can I give the phone number? Yeah. 201-826-2713. If you can call and uh, RSVP us uh, that you're coming. We will have refreshments. There'll be lots of drinks. Uh, oh, you know. So. And then how can people get coming? Yeah, well, I don't know if Petey's coming, but uh, he may, you know, because uh, you know, it's a crowd. Get a couple meatballs for him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, how can people get in touch with you? If you call 201-826-2713, or you could come to the studio between the hours of 2 and 11, uh, or through the, uh, you can email me at iconicimagesgallery at yahoo.com. Okay, awesome. So I thank you again for joining me this morning. Uh, we'll post, be sure to post that on uh, the Facebook page. And um, I can't thank you enough for this morning. It really, and you know, I, I, it was just really great. And, and you have a fabulous story and, and fabulous, fabulous insight. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. So in closing, to learn how you can gain more insight into, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm having technical difficulties. <laughs> hold on. What else is there? Yeah, it's a miracle here. So uh, hold on. My thing is closing. So in closing, to learn how you can gain more information on how to manage your career, take a tour of the on-demand library on 1077thebronc.com, where we have over four years worth of shows on every aspect of uh, trans job transition and career management. You can listen to us anywhere as you can download the 1077 The Bronx free iPhone or Android apps from the App Store. You simply search WRRC1 or WRRC2. Uh, we would love to hear from you during the week. You can check out and like our Facebook pages, Your Career is Calling, G45 Consulting, where you can learn. Um, you can check out my website, G45 Consulting, uh, where you can learn more about the Secret Mentor Society and the Secret Mentor Society. Bootcamp. Having challenges with your job search, it's a 10 day intensive course that has proven to drive results for alumni. There are seats available for the July class. So if you'd like to join me, I really would love to have you. And you can connect to me on LinkedIn or send me an email at wanda at g45consulting.com. We would like to thank our producer, Anthony Calasano, and the general Bronx General Manager, John Moses. Special thanks to our underwriters, G45 Consulting and Harwell Express Press and Ryder University's Office of Career Development and Success for making this hour possible. We could not do this, sh this hour and this show without their support. We appreciate you, our listeners. We know how difficult it is to manage your career, and we thank you for listening in. Remember, own your career and keep networking alive. I'm going to be here next week with another fantastic guest, and I hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you for tuning in to this presentation of Your Career is Calling with Wanda Ellett from G45 Consulting, only on 1077 The Bronx. Wanda will be back again next Sunday at 8 a.m. with more great guests and incredible career advice to help you start or further your career. If you wanted to listen to this show or any other show from Your Career is Calling, you can tune in on 1077thebronc.com under the Your Career is Calling tab. Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by G45 Consulting, Harwell Express Press in Lawrenceville, and Career Development and Success at Ryder University. We hope that the next time that phone rings, you pick it up with Your Career is Calling, only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Thanks for all the advice. See you next time.